got it. Welcome to the panel on RNZ National Power Ballad Friday. And as always, it's wonderful to have your company this afternoon. We have Penny Ashton uh, and we have uh, Alan McRoy today. First up, two men entered the Ministry of Pacific Peoples around 8.30am yesterday uh, in the morning, harassing staff with questions about how much they and the Ministry are spending, attempting to take video footage and obtain comment from staff in relation to sensitive expenditure. The Ministry has faced intense public scrutiny with nearly $40,000 spent on a leaving event last October. Now, after this event, ACT leader on the same day, uh, leader David Seymour, joked he would like to blow up the Ministry in an interview with Newstalk ZB. In my fantasy, we'd send a guy called Guy Fawkes in there and it'll be all over, but we'll probably have to have a more formal approach than that. Alfred Ngaro tweeted, as a former Minister of Pacific People, David's fantasy is to bomb the only ministry for Pacific people to have a voice and view in the governance decisions of our nation. To excuse this as a joke is not only insulting, but he'll be telling us next that he has a Pacific neighbour who helps clean his house, uh, was Alfred's uh, opinion on Twitter there. But when, you know, joining us is Dr. Suze Wilson, Senior Lecturer at the School of Management, Massey University. Dr. Wilson, kia ora. Wallace, kia ora, panellists. Hello. Hiya. Good to have you here. Well, let's just get out of the way. I mean, David Seymour is clearly joking. He's obviously not calling for, for the bombing of a government department. He intends to close it. Um what do you make of his comment? I think the context really matters. If David Seymour was just a private citizen, then the most generous interpretation you can put on his actions is that it's, it's a sick joke and really poor taste. But he's not a private citizen. He's the leader of a political party. And making a comment like that is just so far beyond the pale of what is responsible leadership. Uh, that it's, you know, extremely concerning. And then trying to dismiss and refuse to take any accountability for it by saying it's just a joke, just compounds the problem. So it raises real questions about uh, is his style of leadership really going to be that reckless and irresponsible? What does that tell us about his judgment? What does this tell us about his character? Um, It's really concerning. So you don't see it. I mean, he sees it as uh, here we are waging a war on humour. We know that it is weeks out to an election, Dr. Wilson. uh, Issues are going to get pretty heated, and this is the context for it. You know, it's what he sees as humorous. Yeah. So imagine if uh, we are standing in the line at um, the security screening at an airport and we start making jokes about bombs. Right, It's not funny in that context. And this is not funny in this context. It is not funny for a senior MP to be making jokes about bombing the Ministry for Pacific Peoples, a a, a ministry that already represents a group that is disadvantaged in our society. And so there's clearly a kind of a racist dog whistling that, that this kind of comment just incites. I'm particularly struck a few months ago, David Seymour was taking umbrage about an off-coloured comment by um, Rawal Waititi, and he said, quote, he's threatening violence and could lead to someone radical taking it further. He might want to look in the mirror and think about those comments in regard to what he said yesterday. 
Okay, around the panel on this uh, and this, uh, there's these two men who entered the ministry, Penny Ashton. Well, I mean, I, again, this is this whole thing where people feel that they can berate political peoples in public, um, you know, these people turning up at the ministry. And then for him to inflame it further, yeah, I think it's in poor taste, absolutely. Like, he's got his big giant billboards up saying, in division by race, but he's making threats against a particular race here. So you could say he needs to look in the mirror for that as well. Also, it is, as you were saying, you know, this is a part of they lower life expectancy, worse outcomes from health, etc. So then to use that as a, as joke fodder, no, I, I I just think it is in very poor taste because of the fact that Pacific peoples are so disadvantaged in many different ways. Okay, all right, yeah, Ellen. it's uh, you so know, it if you try to play it off as a joke, we're comedians. We wouldn't make that joke. No, uh, it's punching down. So a leader of a party certainly shouldn't. It's yeah. it's, it's not that. Oh, funny. you wouldn't totally because you're both. You 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 spend a lot of the time going on the country. Yeah, you comedy. read the, read a room. Yeah, punching <laughs> right. down and punching up is is the thing. Yeah, yeah, you and don't... he's punching down and he's making fun of uh, of, of of that group. Uh, and he's making it a joke, and he's like, "Ah, it's only a joke." Yeah, that sort of. That's I sort mean, of yeah, opinion. they might have things to to answer about spending a lot of money on certain things, you know. But that's, but that's supposed to be in the government, yeah, 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 not by not by sort of people from the street, and not by him making jokes about blowing okay. them up. Uh, just to this uh, issue, though, just the uh, in, in, you know heightened atmosphere here. You know, here you have. Uh, uh, Sue's two men walking into an office, harassing staff with questions. Does this deserve to be taken very seriously? Yes, I mean, I can only imagine how frightening that must have been for those people because we know, you know, that that there are people who are prepared to take extreme action in pursuit of their political beliefs. It's Mm. happened in this country. So, yeah, and of course there's been controversy around, you know, the poor decisions that were made around the, the leaving event, but that does not justify anyone taking vigilante action and... You know, I think what's so disappointing about Mr Seymour's approach to this is we are in an, in an environment where we, we are leading into an election so people are going to be wanting to debate and have contesting views. But the only way we do that in a way that sustains democracy is if we don't say, well, if you disagree with me, I'm going to somehow bomb you out of existence. We mm. have to draw the line around being civil towards each other and upholding peaceful ways of resolving our differences. Yeah. Like know, otherwise, ma- we are inciting violent ways. of And also, you know, we, we complain about the public level of discourse around politicians and attacking politicians, etc. And I feel that, the, that that has totally lowered over decades, you know, the, the scurrilous language that can be used. And so for actual political leaders to engage in it as well is deeply disappointing and just contributes to the overall decline of the discourse. I think. Yeah, I mean, he, he's a role model. He's supposed to be a role model. This supposed is, to be. This is not, you know, what should be being role modelled to, to the community. I guess the last, uh, why this is uh, top of the story, is this, uh, the last thing we want is to be talking on the panel about, uh, you know, a, a serious situation that may happen in the lead up to an election. So we're flagging this early, making sure that people are aware of it. Is there, do you think there's any sort of further action that needs to be taken, not just perhaps with this ministry here, but with others in terms of safety, in terms of codes of practices? I don't know. Well, I mean... Yes, there are obviously security concerns and the, the various authorities have kind of signalled that. But, I, you know, I think that we, can, we just need to call on all politicians, you know, please please uphold democracy for all of us, which means not 
you know, invoking imagery of, of violence um, and particularly, you know, don't punch down, right? Like, don't have a go at people who are less powerful than, than you are. That's just, you know, really poor form. You know, all voters, you know, have have an equal right to contribute to the process and, you know... Yeah, and out of existence right. doesn't doesn't yeah. that. And this is, you know, they're they're there to represent a group. So by attacking them in that way, he's attacking that group. <clears throat> very yeah. good, Dr. Wilson. Thank you very much for uh, sharing your views with us uh, on the panel here. That's uh, Sue Wilson, their senior lecturer at the School of Management at. Uh, Massey University. Now, just alluding you to, uh, for those listeners in Tamaki Makoto, there two people are seriously injured, being taken to hospital after a major multi-car crash on Auckland's northwestern motorway in Henderson. Uh, meanwhile, a bus crash on the southern motorway southbound between Ellerslie Panyur Highway and the southeastern highway is also causing huge delays. And another traffic incident on the northwest and a breakdown has blocked the right wow. northbound lane between Lincoln and Marcoro Road off ramps. Uh, so there's a bit of traffic That's uh, me issues. trying to get home there. Yes, it is. Oh. So there's quite a few traffic issues this afternoon. Mm. Do take care and stay safe um, in Auckland. So a two-car crash breakdown on the northwestern motorway and a bus crash on... The southern. Got a flat tyre on my e-bike, you see, so that's right. the issue. And we'll keep you up to date with uh, traffic developments. But to this, uh, with our panellists this afternoon, Alan McElroy and Penny Ashton. So yesterday, <clears throat> panellist Heather Roy decried society's love affair with sugar. Why do the likes of, say, baked beans, she said, and wheat bix contain so much sugar, she asked. And how are we supposed to know how much sugar is added to our food so we can make healthy choices? And by the way, many listeners got in touch pointing out that um, sugar was perhaps less an issue with wheat bix but some other cereals, certainly. Also, how are we supposed to know how much sugar is added to our food so we can make these healthy choices? And so we got a lot of response. We thought we'd get Professor Sir Jim Mann. He is an international authority on this very issue. He is in human nutrition and medicine at the Department of Medicine in Dunedin. Last year was appointed a night companion for services to health. Professor Mann, kia ora. Great to have you on the program. Kia ora, Wallace. Kia ora, panel. Hello. Oh, yeah. Two Heather Roy's point is sugar in a modern diet just everywhere. Yeah, there's a lot of sugar in the in the, not only the Kiwi diet but the diet of most countries. And uh, yeah, we eat far too much sugar. Uh, and for some people, it's difficult to know where they're getting it from. So I agree with that. So could you point to any main? culprits, uh, Professor Mann, or particular categories, perhaps, like, for example, Heather Roy yesterday said, uh, cereals are really dessert. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, t- I totally reject that, with all due respect to Heather Roy. Um, I mean, there are some cereals which, are, you know, shouldn't even be dessert. They shouldn't exist. But um, there are some cereals that are really good food. I mean, I don't know about you, but I have... Uh, whole grain porridge, uh, whole grain oat porridge for breakfast every morning. Every morning and for years. Pretty, I love it. <laughs> pretty much every morning. And that is an excellent food. I mm-hmm. strongly recommend it. And that's an excellent carbohydrate containing food. So I think it's very important to distinguish between good carbohydrates and bad carbohydrates. 
And while sugar in general might be not an ideal carbohydrate, even sugars can be divided into different groups, uh, some of which are really not that bad and some of which should be avoided or limited as far as possible. What's a, what's a not bad sugar? Well, there are two kinds. I mean, from a health perspective, there are two categories of sugar. One is called intrinsic sugar, which is sugar that is still within the cell wall of the plant. And a typical example of that is fruit. Fructose. There is fruit, fruit sugar. No, it's, it, it, it's whatever kind of it's fructose, glucose is within, encapsulated within the cell wall. Right. And that is relatively slowly digested. Um, and the fruit has got all sorts of other healthy properties, and that kind of sugar is 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 good. Um, well, it's not good, but it's certainly not bad. Um, the kind of sugar that one wants to limit as far as possible is what is known in uh, WHO terms, World Health Organization terms, as free sugars. And free sugars are the sugars that you add to something when you cook or when you make a product, or also when you... Um, over a processor product, uh, even at home. I mean, like if you stew the fruit so that it is turned into pulp, you are releasing a lot of that sugar. Also sugar in, in fruit juice. I mean, the fruit juice has got a lot of sugar. That is free sugar. And free sugars should be limited, whether they're in fruit juice or whether they're in manufactured foods. And it really is the manufactured foods that are probably the biggest problem, which range from, on the one hand, um, some kind of cereals. I mean, there's some cereals that are loaded with sugar. Um, we don't deserve the word cereal. They should, probably should be called pudding. Um, and, um, and, and then, of course, there are all those processed foods, some of which um, might look quite healthy, like, you know, some of those health bars. Mm. And so, oh. which are loaded with, with, with free sugar. Yeah. So I think it's distinguishing between good and bad carbohydrate. Uh, good carbohydrate doesn't need to be limited at all. And um, sugars, which um, do need to be very strongly limited, strictly limited, and those sugars which are not so bad if they're incorporated within the plant cell wall, as I've described. Yeah, no, no, that's uh, certainly pretty comprehensive. Very interesting, isn't it, Alan? What's your question? Uh I, I didn't have a question. Yeah. I, I, my stomach is rumbling uh, while all this really talk is. of food, yeah. and Penny can hear it, so I've moved away from the microphone. Just well, I've, I've got another question because, yeah, and this is, I guess, this is for um, public information because I, we get a lot of talk, don't we, in the office and at home and everywhere about you know what's good and what's not. A product labelled low fat, Jim, often mm. means it's been bulked out with sugar. Is that right? Often, not, not, not always. Yeah. I mean, there are genuine low-fat products, and they're useful, very useful. Um, but, yes, yeah, some of them are. You're absolutely right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I am quite an assiduous reader of labels due to a lifetime of ridiculous dieting. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I always look for the, the sugars, mm. not just the carbs, but okay. the sugars and the saturated fat. I've got to say, I do, uh, you know, I've had for 20, 30 years, it's always been oats, and I put milk on it, and I put it in the fridge, and I have it like a... Um, like a bircher almost. Like a bircher. you got it, Penny. Right. Um, Peter asks, uh, if you don't mind, um, Professor Mann, ask the health guy if he puts cream and brown sugar on his porridge. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> um, the, I certainly don't put cream on my porridge. I put uh, low-fat uh, trim milk on my porridge, which is perfectly satisfactory. Mm. Uh, I do put a very small amount of, of sugar on, yeah. I but, see. I love that yogurts. Yeah. I love collective yogurt, and you know those ones. And that's my vice. I'm happy with that. They've got quite a lot of sugar in them, but I just love the taste yeah. of it so much okay. that I'll, yeah. I'll take it. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there is one point that is really worth making, and that is uh, I do sympathize with people who find it difficult to yeah. read labels. So, I mean, you can actually, uh, usually in most packaged products, see how much sugar there is. But the um, health star labeling that we have, um, that is not always helpful because some of the time you can actually, if you put um, a lot of fiber in and you put uh, very little salt in, You can get away, and when I say you, I mean the manufacturer, can get away with putting uh, quite a lot of sugar in to make it palatable. Now, the uh, FizzEns is, that's the food standards of Australia and New Zealand, are actually looking at the formula that they use for calculating the Health Star label. Um, And I think they're revising it to make sure that if something's got four or five stars, that it shouldn't be really unsatisfactory in one particular respect, such as the example. I think I can't remember the examples, but I mean, one, there was Milo, for example, which looked like a healthy product or or maybe it was a Milo containing cereal because, you know, they balanced one with the other. So that is being reexamined. And I think we really do do need to have a labeling system which doesn't involve Mm. going getting out your microscope and looking at... Uh, yeah, I've written absolutely. very small. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just finally, um, while, you, while you were here, uh, Jim, can I ask, because the, the big issue this week hasn't been a, a GST off fruit and veggie. Uh, this is a Labor's announcement. Yeah. Uh, widely derided by many, perhaps from a taxation perspective, predominant, yeah. predominantly, but you've written a piece in the ODT arguing for it, one of the yeah. few voices for it. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, first of all, I didn't write a piece in the ODT. I answered uh, questions ah, from probably, the journalist, but, yeah. but he acu- very accurately reported what I said. And no, what I said was that uh, taking uh, the tax off fruit and vegetables uh, is a small but good first step to try and create a healthier food environment. And uh, I stand by that. Uh, I also said it was ridiculous to say it can't be done, it won't be done, it shouldn't be done. Um, I acknowledge from a tax perspective, and I've talked to some of my economist colleagues, that it is might be a little bit tricky. But goodness me, I don't know how many other countries have done it. Are we so pathetic that we can't do it? Uh, and yes, it, it does make the tax system a little bit more difficult. Well, if it makes us a lot more healthy, or at least puts us on the path to being a lot more healthy, great. And let those tax economists uh, do a bit more work. That's what I said. Deal That's exactly it. what I said. Isn't Deal with you did, yes. Alan. You did yes. say right. way before Jim came on. Uh, Very nice to have you on, Professor Man. Kira, thank you for your time. I was a diabetic sure. for a night. Uh, I had a gig to do. I was on a children's TV show. And I used to use a lot of sugar to get energy to get through gigs and, and, and stuff like that. And I had so many sugar laces and stuff. And I had an injury uh, on my elbow and it inflamed. So my ex is a nurse and said, you need to go to hospital. And my blood sugar level was seven point something. And they said, you're diabetic. I said, I'm not. I just had a load of sugar laces. And uh, Skittles, sugar it's just a sugar, it's just sweets. Okay. And uh, to get through the, the, the TV show. And they made me stay in overnight mm. until the next morning. And then my sugar was way down. And I said, why are you here? Oh. It said you were diabetic. I said, it was sugar laces. So I don't eat dessert anymore. I, I cut mm. a lot of sugar out. Now, um, uh, just a lot of response, as you can imagine, regarding uh, the comments made by uh, ex leader David Seymour that he joked he would like to blow up the ministry uh, in an interview on another radio uh, station. And a couple here just for you. Where are they? Here they are. Now, 
Poke says, oh, please, chill out. Overreaction. A silly political metaphor. And that's it. Listen to those talking heads you have. Uh, 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 and uh, another one, Sigrid says, David Seymour is right out of line. So-called joke to dismiss as a joke is an awful insult to the Pacifica community, plus racist putting down and shows exactly the type of one-dimensional person he really is. So uh, varying points of view. And, you know, somebody did that. walk into a wind's office and shoot somebody, so it's not like this stuff no, hasn't happened. It, yeah. Um, and if I could just come back to some feedback, uh, they've been really interested, by the way, uh, in your I've been thinking. And by the way, if you didn't catch it, you can always go back and listen to the panel on iHeart, on Spotify, and on Apple. Um, Alan wants to get a proper ADHD diagnosis and tried a particular drug and has worked no end for him. Uh, James says, months, I went through a similar thing to your panel member. Now months to my degree, never got a single A at school. Now I'm all A's and B's. It's amazing how things change and what our brains are good at. I'm designing products and problem solving, which is what I'm good at. I would love to hear more about this issue, about being diagnosed with ADHD. And your Austin names. Send in your Austin names. (laughs) names. Yes. Austin names. Um, Well, there was one that came through, which (laughs) is, if I just, um, Frisky Bottom. Frisky Bottom. There you go. Miss Frisky Bottom. That would be a great leader. Of yeah, Miss Frisky Bottom. It was called you like look resplendent. Hey. Frisky. <laughs> Lots of people. That's a cat. Really? Yeah, Is Frisky it? the cat. Yeah. Wow. Do yeah. you want to remind listeners how to play the yes, game? Yes, yes. You come up with your favourite member, and it could be any royal family in the world, or just like oh, a quintessential the option. or a quintessential English name. Then you take the name of your first pet. First pet. Add the word bottom. Now, hang on. Royal name? Yeah. So it could be like Anne Snuffy Bottom or Megan um, Frisky Bottom, uh, Copper Bottom. We've had all sorts of ones. Uh, So mine was Edward Banjo Bottom. Yep. Edward Banjo Bottom. Mine was Harry Snowy Bottom. Snowy Bottom. That's right. And mine's Elizabeth Patchy Bottom. I think having an adjective before the word bottom is always charming. Yeah. (laughs) Patchy Bottom. The panel are in Z National. Oh, yes, and there's some, someone said Professor Mann, the best pragmatic nutrition expert around. I know, he was authoritative. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he, he was, he, he was he appointed a night companion for services to health. He's on international boards, uh, including the World Health Organization. So right, if wow. there's one nutrition expert uh, one could trust, it is that person we had on What's the program. His That's name Jim Mann. <laughs> <laughs> I should have asked. You should have asked. Absolutely. What's his All right. Name? Yeah. Uh, you're on the panel. <laughs> <laughs> National. Loving your company this afternoon. In about two minutes' time, we will have for you power about a Friday. But for now, it is time for headlines. Thank you, Wallace. Uh, Federated Farmers has slammed the government's announcement that mandatory farm-level reporting of agricultural emissions will begin late next year and emissions pricing will kick in two years from now. The brothers of Alan Hall, who has received a record wrongful imprisonment payout, says they've achieved their mother's goal of proving her son's innocence. And ACT leader David Seymour is refusing to apologise for joking he'd like to blow up the Ministry for Pacific Peoples. We'll have more news at five for the traffic. A breakdown that was partially blocking the right northbound lane. This is on the State Highway 16 Northwestern Motorway uh, between Lincoln Road and Markwater Road. 
that has now been cleared. If you see something else out there, let us know. Now for the traffic, Northland to Carpenty, including Coromandel Bay of Plenty and the Central High Country, isolated showers clearing from the west this evening, scattered rain for tomorrow. Gisborne to Wairarapa, also Wellington, mainly fine, scattered afternoon and evening rain for tomorrow. Marlborough, Nelson, Buller, Westland and Fiordland, also the Canterbury High Country and Queenstown Lakes, mainly fine with isolated showers in the west. Now heavy rain developing tomorrow. Thunderstorms possible in the west from late afternoon and northerly gales for a time tomorrow and snow to 900 metres affecting the Crown Range and Milford Roads. Now for the remainder of Canterbury, Otago and Southland. Mainly fine scattered afternoon rain in the south and for the Chatham Islands partly cloudy with a few showers. RNZ National, the time is 4.32. We'll have more news and weather again in Checkpoint at 5. This Sunday morning, the World Cup final and some informed commentary in our preview. Di Hemwood on his live comedy show coming up for a good cause. How we've lost the art of talking to one another. Are young people returning to the dating strategies described by Jane Austen? The history of the magnificent New Zealand men and women in their flying machines, our great pilots. Why is a huge area of the Pacific Ocean cooling, not warming? And we may be sick of acknowledging COVID, but COVID's still making us sick in strange ways. Sunday morning from 8 o'clock on RNZ National. What a voice. Do you know what? Oh, that's, oh, you, obviously, right. yeah. <laughs> that, weirdly enough, that's 